questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. And tonight, artificial intelligence, CERN, 5G Wi-Fi, Tesla numbers 3, 6, and 9, the day after disclosure. Is Earth being terraformed to make way for a new species? And so much more. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at VeritasRadio.com, where you can subscribe and listen to all of our radio programs. Tonight's special guest is author, researcher, and writer, Anthony Patch. Following a career as a paramedic out of Oakland, California, he embarked upon over 20 years of research covering diverse areas, including ancient history, archaeology, biology, medicine, meteorology, philosophy, quantum physics, and religion. And we have a more comprehensive bio on our website. Anthony's website is anthonypatch.com. He joins us directly, I believe, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hello, Anthony, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Mel, thank you very much. It's an honor to speak with you. I followed your work for years. Thank you very much. Oh, then I'm honored to hear that, too. By the way, are you in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Did I say that right? Well, let's not start off on the wrong foot, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to reside in Milwaukee, Oregon, just oh, next door to Portland, Oregon. Gotcha. I saw in Skype Milwaukee, and I presume it was uh, Wisconsin. So it's you're in Oregon. Yes, sir. Actually, I'm traveling because I'm doing research. But yeah, that's my home base is Milwaukee, Oregon, right next to Portland. I didn't even know there was a Milwaukee city in uh, Oregon, but that's that's good to know. Well, Anthony, before we begin, since this is your first time on Veritas, why don't you give us a bit of a background beyond what I read? When and how did you become a researcher into all these topics? Well, the switch, so to speak, was thrown, I would say, in late 2010, early 2011, to begin looking at the more occulted side, the mystical side of technology. And people perhaps know me best because of my association with research regarding CERN in Geneva, Switzerland. And that actually began in my military uh, short-lived military career in West Germany in the 70s, and I was dealing with nuclear warheads for the Lance missile system. And uh, getting to know these warheads specifically, I was introduced to the research that was going on over the hill, so to speak, in Geneva regarding CERN, and ever since then I've followed it. I uh, did attend UC Berkeley, and Berkeley and Lawrence Livermore Lab have a long history in Genesis and nuclear warheads, including the original Manhattan Project. Um, so there's some crossovers that take place in my life that have kept me in high technology, if you will, as a hobby. But the real awakening that the Holy Spirit gave me, because I am a Christian, began in, as I say, late 2010, early 2011, when he was saying, you need to look at the hidden agenda that's taking place in the world of technology, and I'll, I'll stop right there and we'll move along. Very interesting, and I, it caught me off guard when you said that you were discussing CERN and the military in the 1970s. So how long has CERN been in the, in the back burner, if you will? Tell us more about the origins and, and real purpose of CERN. 
You know, CERN actually broke ground as a facility in 1954, and it straddles the border between Switzerland and France. And interestingly, it's located in the physical location of an ancient Roman temple site to the god Apollo or Apollyon the Destroyer. And it is theorized, therefore, that it is located over the doorway to the abyss, spoken of in Revelation 9 in the Bible. Um, without getting too deep into that, it uh, is just that CERN really was a facility for nuclear research with respect to nuclear warheads. As you know that with the SALT Treaty and SALT Treaty 2, there had always been this movement away from atmospheric and below-ground testing of nuclear warheads, and therefore they needed to model the yield of nuclear devices within the computer system. And that's really the origins, the roots. It goes back even further into, and I hate to bring up the, the topic of Nazis and Operation Paperclip, but it does okay. have origins into that area. Some of those players were founders of CERN. But the real genesis of it was for nuclear uh, computer modeling, nuclear uh, warhead yields, as I said. And that's really where I came to understand it because I was responsible for dealing with a warhead multiples. In fact, in the Cold War, virtually on the border with Russia. So it really piqued my interest, but I've always had a hobby in science. Not that I'm classically trained in higher math or higher physics, but I understand it enough to be able to translate the arcane language of high tech into something that everyday people, I don't, I don't want to say average people, but the the walking down the street person you would engage in conversation would understand. And that's really my mission is to be a translator, provide the evidence of what's going on from the science side and also from the spiritual side, because you know that I oftentimes will say you cannot separate the physical from the spiritual. And so you have to look at both aspects. This ring CERN, this is, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this the biggest machine made by humans and the most expensive? And when I look back at 2008, 9, 10, when the economy worldwide, we're in this great recession, still they were pour, pouring in billions of dollars into that project. Are they really trying to smash particles or is there an ulterior motive here? Well, let's cite one of the recent directors at CERN for computing, computing engineering, Sergio Bercellini, in which about three years ago he stated openly in public that their goal is to open doorways to other dimensions. You might call those portals. But he also stated, we're not sure what we will receive back once we open that doorway. Now, I'm paraphrasing, but he specifically said doorway to other dimensions. And that is something that the average, again, person is not really aware of or cognizant of the impact of that, because that will virtually change in an instant our reality. Have they opened that portal? And if they have, how would we know? We would know because, again, everything in our reality in our world, the physicality as well as the spiritual will change because what we're talking about in quantum physics 
in particle physics at CERN is the separating of quantum particles at a scale that is subatomic. And when you do that, you're actually tearing the veil as described in scripture, but you're separating nuclear power, nuclear bonds. This is not splitting atoms. This is not fissile as with the bombs or with fusion. What we're talking about in physics is there is a literal strong force, as it's called, known as the nuclear force or nuclear bond that holds subatomic particles together like quarks, muons, gluons, this type of thing. But they're going to separate quarks that are bound using this particle collider. And by doing that, they open the time-space dimension to other dimensions, to other realms. And therefore, this is what I refer to as opening a freeway. This is a macro-scale portal. They have not opened portals yet at CERN. Many people will say and have put out erroneously saying that portals have been opened. They have not using the collider. Now, in a spiritual discussion, we can talk about portals. But in particle physics, no. But once you tear this physical veil, you now open a floodgate of both energy that is physical and energy that is spiritual, which will come in and terraform and transform our reality, again, both physically and spiritually. Some say that they are there are alternate realities or parallel universes or universi to us here. I mean, right now there could be another Anthony, another Mel speaking about uh, gardening somewhere else. Uh, but some people say, and, and by the way, folks, I'm an Oaken's razor kind of person. And, you know, we discussed the Mandela effect. And, and I believe that pr probably these companies have changed their marketing and changing their names. But, you know, I discussed the topic could CERN have anything to do with what some people are experiencing? Things that they experience in childhood that all of a sudden now words, meanings, movie titles, and so on, are all of a sudden changing? Yes, they are changing, but not physically. They are changing due to psychological influences upon, literally, upon our quantum computers, which are our human brains. Now, I'm going to also keep it simple to Oscom's razor definition and explanation, and that is the Mandela effect is a psychological operation. It has its etiology, its origins in quantum computing. At my website, anthonypatch.com, if you go to the Urgent Discoveries tab, I have a video link and a quotation from one of the founders of D-Wave quantum computing, okay, quantum D-Wave systems, it's called. Gordy Rose is states publicly that they are opening doorways again to parallel dimensions to the tune of two to the 500th power. Now that's back in 2013. They've exceeded that number, but they're accessing parallel dimensions at two to the 500th power in quantity. And they are extracting his words, extracting resources from these parallel dimensions. Now, I understand from reading their literature, they also receive not only resources, which I'll define, but they're getting 10% greater power, greater energy coming through than they are inserting in this processing of combinatorial 
equations. What I'm saying here in a nutshell is they're getting back energy and they're getting back solutions from parallel dimensions. That is what I call in the framework of the Mandela effect as quantum pollution. Again, it is polluting our reality, our environment. What this really manifests as, and this is a greater discussion to this, but it, it is utilized through what is known as a sentient world simulation, a process of psychologically influencing our minds to believe that these changes have physically manifested in the Mandela effect, when in fact nothing physically has been changed. And I'll stop there. So what is causing this? If a, if we're opening this gate, Danny, what you said sounded almost like over-unity, over-unity, you, you put something and it comes out much more. What is causing mm -hmm. this? Is it CERN or what else is it? What kind of technology? Well, uh, specifically quantum computers utilizing quantum bits known as qubits. These are in superposition, and they're using quantum tunneling to access other dimensions. It is not CERN, although the two machines are connected. Ultimately, D-Wave's quantum computers will control the opening that is created through particle physics, particle collisions at CERN, will control the opening of this macro portal. It'll be a physical opening, because as Dr. Um, Stephen Hawking has said, that if you are successful in opening this doorway, then you have the potential of creating at the speed of light an expanding vacuum bubble that will encompass not only the Earth, but perhaps the entire universe. In order to control the rate of expansion, you have to have a system that already operates at the quantum scale at which you're opening that doorway so that that vacuum bubble does not propagate. So they're extracting, as you said, uh, data and, and, and much more. Is there feedback and energy. and energy? Is there feedback that's going back and forth, or are yes. we just simply extracting? And when I say this, is there communication Absolutely. between the, these other dimensions? This is the pre-Adamic, the pre-Adam language spoken of and described and laid out in detail in the Book of Enoch. This is Enochian mathematics and Enochian alphabet, a, a written and spoken language. This is necromancy. This is communicating with the dead. This is nothing new. If you go back and look at the works in the late 1500s of John Dee and Edward Kelly and all the way up through Aleister Crowley, etc., to today, this is communicating through dimensional openings that primarily are initiated through the mystical, spiritual incantations of Enochian communications with the dead. But it is a two-way form of communication now in the form of a quantum computer. And there are multiples of those, and I can define those. But utilizing the quantum computers for the process of necromancy. Now, define a quantum computer. And I know, at least the people that I've talked to in the past 10 years, it seems that they, quote-unquote, they, you can fill in the blanks, are 50 years ahead. And this is many years ago when I was told that it's 50 years. But since technology or computer power doubles every, correct me if I'm wrong, every 18 months, I believe, how far ahead 
are they today? And when will we see these quantum computers out? Well, the computers are already out, uh, beginning with the model uh, 128 model was sold to both Lockheed and USC back in uh, 2013. Also Google, um, the NSA, of course. All of these are public documents, public information. Lockheed, NSA, uh, NASA, of course, Google, I mentioned many times, but they're a proponent in mu multiple divisions. Even Amazon, Volkswagen, of course, and the latest was Temporal Defense Systems. Um, they are now up to a computer that has 2,000 qubits. It's more specifically 2,048 is the chipset. It contains what are known as quantum bits or qubits, which are zeros and ones, but they have the unique advantage that they're able to access parallel dimensions through what is known as quantum tunneling. Now, this is a complete departure from gate model transistor-based um, computers, including supercomputers. Anytime you hear people talking about supercomputers, they're still using transistors. This is a complete paradigm change to an entirely new form of computing, utilizing something completely different from transistors. Now, again, referring back to 2013 in the video that I have linked at my website, Gordy Rose was indicating that the Model 512, having 512 qubits versus the now 2048 qubit model, he said at that time that they were accessing 2 to the 500 power of parallel dimensions, but he also cited that that computer had the equivalent, back in 2013, the equivalent processing power of 7 billion human brains. Now, understand that the human brain processes at any given time about one petaflop of data. Now, if we go from 2013 at 7 billion up to the present time, we can't even wrap our heads around that. I can see that there's plan obsolescence. You know, I remember the first personal computers. You know, I remember Commodore 64, Apple, then the 286, 386, 486, Pentium. Fast forward to today, what do we have? Core i7. But these companies have to make money by slowly releasing these chips that get faster and faster and faster. But what you is what you're saying that there are companies like Lockheed and so on have these computers that perhaps could be hundreds of years ahead of the, what the mm -hmm. general population may expect. Yeah, I will stick to the 50-year mark because I have as well quoted 30, 40, and 50 years, and we see the tip of the iceberg in terms of public release of information as to what's going on. Now, D-Wave claims that they've only been operating as a company since um, 2001, but you have to look at the previous, the historical documentation into the uh, literature coming out of particle physics and also coming out of uh, computer science itself. What I base my statements on primarily are their own papers. They're published peer-reviewed works. I read their laboratory documents, if you will, historically to understand what they're doing now. You extrapolate from what they did not couch as much, even going back as recent as five years, you can see that they were not so concerned about hiding. Thank you for listening. 
To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.